Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. The first post-pandemic podcasting conference is going to be packed. But after two years of distanced everything experiences, will a return to business as usual at in-person podcast events be enough? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Is it weird for me to hope that podcasting conferences don't go back to normal? I know that's a heretical thing, right? We're all looking for the the, the, the old normal. We don't like the new normal. We want to go back to the way things used to be. Well, maybe. I suppose if you want to do that, that's fine. But I, I personally could do without barely competent enthusiasts jumping up on stage, giving bad talks and giving bad advice. I know that's hard to police and maintain, but, you know, it happens. It happens. You know? And I think that tools like Zoom, uh, Clubhouse and, and other apps like that have taught us over these last two years now, or by the time the conference has come around two years, it'll be. They've taught us that we can easily walk away. If we're not getting value out of a room, out of a session, out of something, we can you know, do what we used to call in the podcasting or in the conference world, the law of two feet, and exercise that by getting up and using our two feet to leave, but harder to do in person. But we're learning to do it virtually. You know, those um, iffy audio systems that are in the big plaza hotel room, hotel conference rooms and things like that, you know, those are often plagued with challenges. It's hard to hear. And uh, many of us have a kind of a rotten experience in those rooms, if they're even mic'd at all. But, you know, here in my studio, if I'm watching or experiencing it on my phone with my headphones in, I, I'm great. And also, I think the people that are have been producing these things distantly, especially podcasters, we're used to talking into microphones, but we're not used to talking into lavalier microphones or other equipment at the hotel. But if we're doing our own stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's by far from perfect. We've, we've all been on Zoom calls or other things where the people don't have the right equipment. But again, this is a podcasting event. That should be pretty solid, I would think. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to miss, I'm not looking forward to returning to, I should say, presenters who stare at their word-packed PowerPoint slides as opposed to the audience when they're talking. Yeah, that's not, that's not great. Now, uh, there's a barrier to doing that, obviously, in the virtual world of Zooms and Clubhouses and other sorts of models. But, you know, and again, audio only platforms make that really challenging. But, you know, maybe one of the things that pod the presenters will learn is you don't need word packed slides. You need, you know, you put the facts on the slide, put some other thing. Anyhow, anyhow. Um, I don't know. You know, I think I think many of us 
have spent the better part, well, almost all of 2021, and we're probably the first quarter at least of 20. Uh, I meant to say 2020 originally, now the first quarter of 2021, really griping about the those of us who experience podcast conferences virtually. We griped a lot about the what a poor simulacrum that really is. But, you know, I think we're starting to see some value, some value in virtual, in distanced, whatever you want to call it. But more importantly, in, in what I call this, not, not the new normal, because I don't think that's what we're into. I think this is the new different paradigm. This is new and different. And I think we've only begun to scratch the surface of what that means right now and how that will translate itself into the physical world when we go back. Because look, I I miss the physicality. I miss being face-to-face, fist bump to fist bump or elbows or elbows, whatever we're going to do, masked up or not. I miss those things. I miss the hallway conversations. I miss holding court at the bar. I, I miss all of those things about it. But at the same time, I wonder how all of those experiences will be changed when we get back to them. I don't think we're going back to the the new normal of things. I think that's going to automatically change. This, this new different, whatever that means to us, is, is put in place here. And I also, I don't think it's a binary choice, right? I, I don't think that it is a situation, if you're having a podcast conference, do you do it virtually or do you do it in person? I, I, I don't think that's happening. I th- well, obviously that will happen, but I think there's a middle ground. I think there's a way to combine the two things, physically and distance, because we just learned how to do it all at a distance. I don't think we're going to throw those lessons away when we start doing it in person again. So that can mean a lot of different things, right? That could mean, I don't know, live feeds in every one of the sessions so that people around the world can view them at, at any particular time. I know all these things are problematic, I'm going to say, but again, we're used to that now. Maybe it means fewer concurrent sessions at the podcasting events that are in person because we can't get to all of them. I don't know. Maybe there's a way to do drop-in. We're learning drop-in stuff from Zoom and Clubhouse and others. Maybe there's a drop-in tracks, an entire uh, an entire arm, an entire day filled, kind of like an unconference style, the, the way things used to be back in the, the aughts, maybe. Having public chats available for every session. I know I watch a lot of things on, on YouTube lives and love, the, the chat thread is way fun and interesting. How do we do that? How can we bring that into the podcasting conference world? I don't know. It's a brave new world out there. It's a brave new different world out there. So, uh, so let's see what we can make of it when we finally get to go to some of these podcasting conferences. I think you should share this episode with a conference organizer that you know. Maybe that will give them some new ideas of how they might approach the space, what they're going to do in this new, different world of podcasting conferences, because they don't want to slide back to the way things used to be. They may, but you know, hopefully you can convince them to take some of these lessons that we've learned over these last year to two years, and we're finally there, and make their conferences a little bit better. Maybe so. And if you like that idea or all of the ideas that I've been bringing to you for the last, how long have I been doing this? Three years now? (laughs) Podcast pontifications. Please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and uh, do just that. Buy me a virtual coffee. That's it. 
I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.